Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fenton in for Wayne Pratt. It's Thursday, February 24th, 2022. For 10 years, the St. Louis Music Collective far-fetched united artists from different genres and backgrounds. The nature of camaraderie was spark, and them trading ideas back and forth would eventually create a new genre, right? That were, that, that a scene in St. Louis. The far-fetched label is no more, but founder Damon Davis and others say its musicians made a big impact on the local scene. That's coming up soon, but first, these headlines. Doctors in St. Louis are recommending people ages 65 and older get a COVID-19 booster shot to help protect against infection and hospitalization. Dr. William Powderly is an infectious disease specialist and the director of Washington University's Institute for Public Health. He says the immune protection from vaccines can decline over time, and getting a booster shot is especially important now as local officials lift public health orders. I think it's incumbent upon us to really as we relax certain restrictions, like mask mandates, we also reach out and protect the people who are at greatest risk. Powderly says people who received the two-dose Pfizer or Moderna vaccinations should get a single booster shot about five months later. Anyone who received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine should get a booster two months later. Booster shots have reduced infections and hospitalizations during the recent Omicron surge, according to research from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Lindenwood University is bringing Division I football back to the St. Louis area full-time. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman reports, the school announced on Wednesday it will join the Ohio Valley Conference in 18 sports on July 1st. Lindenwood, which is located in St. Charles, has played Division II college athletics since 2010. But moving up to the top ranks of the NCAA means more TV revenue and more scholarships for athletes. The university spent five months making sure the proposal was financially feasible, said its president, John Porter. Officials also determined it aligned with Lindenwood's long-term plans. This transition has the potential to drive enrollment, raise university visibility, and make Lindenwood a desired location for improved community engagement. The Ohio Valley Conference includes teams at SIUE, Southeast Missouri State in Cape Girardeau, and Eastern Illinois University. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County will soon drop its mask mandate for public spaces. Starting on Monday, masks will no longer be required indoors in county businesses and government buildings. County Executive Sam Page and St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones in July reinstated requirements for face coverings in public places as more contagious variants of the coronavirus emerged. Page says new coronavirus cases and hospitalizations are rapidly decreasing after a spike in January, and right now he doesn't expect another surge. We're optimistic that we've seen the worst of this. We're optimistic that the cases are trending in the right direction, that vaccinations um, have helped us a great deal. Page says he expects St. Louis to soon follow suit, but the city's mandate must be repealed through a vote from the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. Finally, the Missouri Department of Conservation has new regulations that will soon allow bicycles and electronic bikes on more roads and trails. 
Beginning on Monday, cyclists will be able to use multi-use trails and private service roads at more than 300 MDC conservation areas. Multi-use trails are usually shared by hikers, horseback riders, and other users. State officials approved the regulation change late last year. It opens up about 1,500 additional miles of trails and roads to cyclists statewide. State officials say some of the areas will be closed to cyclists during deer and turkey hunting seasons. For much of the last decade, the far-fetched music label in St. Louis united rap, electronic, R&B, and experimental musicians to create a vibrant collective. Its founder, Damon Davis, wanted to build a one-stop shop for local music. And for a while, it worked. But recently, the label's leaders went their separate ways. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Davis and others at Farfetch'd say it will be remembered for making a big mark. Ten years ago, Sonyata McDermott and her partners in the trio Cave of Swords didn't feel like they had a place in the St. Louis music scene. When Damon Davis and Farfetch'd approached her and her husband Kevin McDermott, she knew their indie band had found a family and a fresh take on music. It really felt like a great match and that we we sort of, you know, we were dispositionally and musically aligned and had a and had a, a place to be and um, and that was the that was the beginning. That's the song Scaled by Cape of Sword. In a couple years, the independent label became a hub for artists like Matthias and the Pirates, Thelonious Kryptonite, and Tonina. That's exactly what Davis and his partners at Farfetch'd had in mind. He says they were proud to unite artists from different genres. St. Louis has been an incubator for different, like for musical innovation, from rock and roll to blues, uh, jazz innovation, you know what I'm saying? And so like, it's already a hotbed with some, with different people and the, the different backgrounds of music. So gathering those people together to see what come out, a controlled experiment. The collective sound was a big hit at shows throughout the region. Every year, the label would hold a concert and release compilation albums of its artists. Davis says the 2015 show at a Cherokee Street venue was a standout moment. The show at 2720, in my opinion, was legendary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was in the middle of January. It was, and it was, it was cold. We packed 2720. It was a big night for music in general because it was like a jazz show going on. Um, but everybody ended up with us at the end. But the last few years have been a difficult time for the label. Charles Purnell was its director of digital marketing. He says Farfetch made money on music platforms like Bandcamp, but the coronavirus pandemic shut down venues. And when artists started working from home, it made collaborations difficult. It becomes like, what's the need? Then why do I need a community aspect of it? Why do I need other people around to help me when I can just do this myself? But Purnell says early on, Farfetch developed into a real community of collaborative artists. Its pairings led to fresh takes, like the song Swipe by Farfetch acts Owen Ragland, a composer and music producer, and Katera Parson, who has jazz roots. I carry remains of his keys on my Purnell says that energy will be the label's enduring legacy. It was different than anything else that was going on, and when I say different, um, and I think when Damon says it was the home of the weirdos, I, I think that's a really apt term because it was the musicians that maybe I wouldn't have listened to normally. 
Farfetch also captured the sound of the social justice movement in St. Louis, as it did on the label's collaboration with activist, theologian, and musician Reverend Seku and his group The Holy Ghost. Here's the group on the song We Comin' released after the Ferguson Uprising. We must love and support each other. Darian Wigfall was the label's former director of operations. He says Farfetch artists have had a big presence in the activist community. Them seeing us together at, at a, a protest or a rally or action or a town hall or whatever it is, just showed that like there's an independent music scene here that cares about uh, black lives, cares about social justice, cares about equal rights. Davis, the label's founder, says he's intent on keeping the spirit of Farfetch alive, but it's over for now. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. David Cazares of St. Louis Public Radio edited that piece. Shula Newman is our executive editor. Our music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. You can read more about that and other stories on our website, stlpr.org. From all of us here in the newsroom, I'm Sarah Fenton, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.